Welcome back to Soul of Warrior. Today I had an idea as I'm cleaning my house casually. This is kind of how my podcast ideas come to me. And I stop everything I'm doing and I have to record right then and there. And that's that's kind of how I've been doing it. So if you have wondered, yeah, that's that's it. So um, I, I was watching a YouTube video earlier about a woman talking about how she found God and... Um, how she had like a bad past and and she was a lesbian and how she didn't want to be straight and how she like realized that you know it wasn't for for whatever reason she had a feeling inside of her that that wasn't how um god wanted her to live and that if she continued the life she was living she she was dating a, a woman and she was um doing drugs and um, doing all sorts of things that, you know, weren't godly, but but that was the biggest thing that, that really um, kind of hit home to her. And she basically had this thought one day of how she, she felt like God was telling her, you know, this is going to be the death, the death of you if you continue to live this way. You're not, you know, you're not following what I want for your life and, and there's more out there for you. But if you don't change, then I this is going to be the death of you and long story short she was doing this making this podcast she um she was married and she had a daughter okay and her story hit home for me in in this way of that she she had a kind of a weird upbringing where her dad wasn't there a lot and she had always wished had this longing like she she wanted her dad to be in her life and she had these expectations of what you see on movies you know how the dad is in your life and the dad is is supportive and the dad would call you on holidays and and they'd have this great relationship and dad would be playing catch with you in the front yard and she's like I didn't have that and um she said what what dad you know dad was never there so he wasn't a dad and how she she talked about being really close with their mom and how an aunt kind of took her to church growing up and how she hated it because she's like this is boring but her she had aunts and family members who wanted to instill God in her you know and and she they wanted her to to grow up knowing God or in you know giving her the ability to choose whether she wanted God in her life or not and that's you know a lot of people get uncomfortable a lot of people who don't believe in God get uncomfortable because they think that believers are trying to shove this down their throat of this is how you should be this is how you should live your life no that's not what I do but ultimately I think everyone needs to know that it's a choice and you choose not to believe you know and life is so much better when you do when you when you are going through a tough time what do you do you know I'm talking rock bottom tough time what do you do I think most people in that moment, they pray. And they don't know what they're praying to or, or who they're praying, you know, to. But they pray because they, they need help. And they in that moment, you realize that there's this life, like no human can help you. That there's a bigger entity. You know, there's a, something bigger out there than us. And, and that there's there's something bigger than us that can persuade and, and can, can better our lives and, and guide us in the right direction and 
you know, it, it's a choice ultimately. And the thing about God is, is that God is always there with open arms and God wants you to seek him out. He's not going to come to you while you're, you're out doing all these ridiculous things. From in my situation, God wasn't like God was always there when when I chose for him to be there, right? In those desperate times and you know growing up when I was depressed and upset, like I remember praying to God that it would get better. But I wasn't I, no, I wasn't educated enough, but I also didn't make time for him in my life like I didn't pray every night it was only when I needed him it was selfish it was only when I needed his rescuing in boot camp I remember praying like that was I laugh now but like you know when you're in it I remember praying like please God help me get through this you know and I almost every night you know and that's when I started realizing like oh I do need my family's not here my friends aren't here I'm I'm in boot camp, you know, and I, with all these strangers and like, it's just me and God, God's the only person or only, you know, thing that's like getting me through this. And, you know, instinctively I prayed, um, once I got out of boot camp, I didn't like the wires didn't, you know, it didn't click. It didn't click still. It's, it's like, he was trying to get me to pursue him and to, to show me like, he's there for me when no one else is but I didn't get it it didn't click in that moment and looking back it was always like that he was always there when no one else was you know and why didn't didn't that ever click like why didn't I because it wasn't visible to my eyes and so it's just really man the power of God is just it's amazing and here I am. I was 26. I, I was, uh, I'd gone through so much already. You know, I, I was sexually assaulted and I'm, I'm starting to be more open about that, but that was years ago. And I, the only thing that, that got me through that was God. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I was alone. I didn't tell anyone about that. I was scared. I like, I got bl- blackmailed. And so I, it was confusing. I didn't know, like, would anyone even believe me? And, and, you know, it's hard to talk about because you question, like, is this person really, uh, you know, this is what I think people are thinking, you know, when I'm open about it, you know, is this person really telling the truth or are they just trying to get attention? And I know in the back of my head, I'm like, they, they don't, believe that this happened to me because you think that like oh you're sexually assaulted you'd be in way worse shape or or on the outside you're not the type of person right like you have to fit a certain mold of of what um someone who got raped looks like absolutely not absolutely not and that's what's so freaking hard is that people see me on the outside and you're you're successful and you're you know you dress well and you you have a smile on your face and you didn't get raped. Yes, I did. Absolutely did. And the only thing that helped me was God. God got me through that. No one else, because no one else, I didn't feel like really supported me in that. And, and man, that was hard, man, that was tough. I remember telling my, my boyfriend about it and he like brushed it off and acted like I, like it was, it was insignificant, you know? And I, 
I think he has his own issues, clearly, you know, but, um, man, from then on, I, God got me through that. You know, and, and I was in a toxic relationship with the same man who dismissed me telling him that, and I was left on the side of the road. Like, I was, I was left, blocked. He got a flight out, out of the state and left me with a U-Haul, with a car on the back of it. It was like a 22-foot U-Haul with a car hauler, and we were supposed to be moving in together, and uh, he left me. And I remember in that moment, oh my gosh, that was even after what I had been through with the sexual assault, this, this person who was supposed to love me and care about me when they left me, that's when I hit rock bottom. That's that in my life. That was rock bottom. Someone loving me or saying they love me and then leaving me and abandoning me on the side of the road. That was rock bottom. And what did I do? I turned to God. Was I talking to God every day up until that point? No. No, I wasn't. I had been to a deployment previously. I had just gotten back two months prior. I was in Iraq for almost six months. I had the most insane freaking deployment. I went to five different locations, getting on hops. Um, It was just me and one other guy, and we didn't have any leadership over us. We were just hopping from one country to the other country. Um, I remember you know, being in, in a country two weeks at a time, just trying to get a flight out and we weren't supposed to be there, you know, and, and through all of that craziness, through all that time, like I didn't pray. I didn't seek God out. And finally, here it is. I hit rock bottom. And what do I do? I seek him out. I'm selfish. I, I didn't need you through all this craziness, but now I need you. Now, when I have no one else to go to, I need you, God. But And where are you? Where are you now that I need you? Okay, and that that's the the realization of sharing with you my uh, personal, you know, trials and tribulations. I am not seeking pity. I want to show you that you need to seek God more than just the bad times. That God is always there and God is always waiting. And that when the time comes that you really need him and you've turned your back on him this whole, your whole life up to this point, and all of a sudden you need him, why should he be there for you? Why should he? Because he's supposed to care about you no matter what, even though you've turned your back on him this entire time. Do you think that that's a, a relationship with God? No. So why why should you have these expectations of a higher power helping you with your life when you can't make the time for him and when you can't, you know, when you live every single day of your life sinning and you're, you're doing these things that, you know, are not, you know, they're not good. In the back of your head, you know, but they're fun and they're desirable and everyone else is doing them. And then when you're in a bad spot, who do you go to? You go to God because no one else can help you. I wouldn't want a relationship like that in my actual life. I block a lot of people out because I don't want that. So why would why would God want that for me? Why This relationship with God needs to be more intimate than any other relationship in your life. And 
you know, ultimately that's your choice. It's your choice to choose whether you want him in your life or not. But I'm telling you, waiting to the last minute till you need him, yeah, he'll be there. I guarantee he'll be there for you. But waiting, you know, you need to wake up because God can help you through the, the small things. He'll be there through the big things, but you need to stop turning your back on him. I don't know who needs to hear this message. I was not planning on talking about this at all. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get to what I wanted to talk about, but this is just coming out and I don't know why, but stop turning your back on God. And I had to split up my podcast because there's a leaf blower outside. So if you hear him, um, yeah, so that, that, that's what that is. But I'd like to also add through all my trials and tribulations, um, I had been in and out of church you know, I, I, I claimed to be a Christian, but I had never really read the Bible. I only prayed when I, you know, needed to, right? And I, I only sought out Bible verses when I, when I needed them. So September of 2021, I was driving along. I, I had been little spiritual not really being sure if I believed in God I had been um, obsessed with tarot cards and tarot card readings and yeah I'm very open about that because I'm telling you that that's not the way either and I strongly advise not doing that but I you know got my little smudge stick and I like thought I was smudging out all the bad energy and I um I bought my own set of tarot cards tarot cards and I was obsessed with watching videos. And that's something that I struggle with. I will, I'm being honest. Like, I know that's weird. And I don't, I don't know why that's an obsession or an addiction for me. But it is. And we all have things that we're addicted to. And But that's part of being a believer is, like, you have to consciously make the effort not to do those things. And to choose God, you know, in, in your faith always. But... Anyway, so I had kind of gotten into the whole spirit, the angel numbers, the spiritual numbers. When you see 111, 333, like it all has a meaning and everything has a meaning and um, nothing's just a coincidence. And I had seen, I was driving and this car was in front of me. It was just really frustrating. He just kept putting on his brakes and I was like, God, that's so frustrating. And I looked up at the clock and the clock said, like five 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 and I was like oh you know like but I associated it with God for some reason I didn't think it was a spiritual number I'm like not like I was just like man like God's telling me something and then I saw five 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 and then um a little bit later I I saw my birthday six fourteen June 14th on the clock it was like five 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 and I noticed it I'm like okay and then I saw 20 minutes later 6 14 and I'm like oh that's weird just like a few minutes later I was going down the the down ramp right onto the highway the off ramp or whatever and this car that had been putting on his brakes stopped in front of me um but there was a car or two I cannot remember but there was I think it was just two cars in front of me the first one had stopped at the bottom of the ramp, just a dead stop in the in the middle. Um, they're kind of like kind of on the highway, not really on the ramp. 
the car in front of me, like, I didn't see them. Um, I was coming down the ramp. The car in front of me, I don't think they saw them either because they were, they slammed on their brakes. The car in front of me went to the left of this car. Okay, so just to get you a visual here, I'm coming down the ramp on the, my right side, there's just this concrete barrier, this concrete wall. I couldn't go right. In front of me was a car stopped in the middle. To the left of that car was another car. There's two cars at the bottom of this ramp. And I am, I didn't see them. I was, I turned my head. I was looking to see if any cars were coming. I didn't realize the cars in front of me had stopped at a dead stop. So where am I supposed to go? Am I, I have the option of slamming on my brakes. I have cars behind me. I could rear in these cars or I could f- fly to off to the far, far left and avoid the two stop cars at the end of the ramp. There's a semi coming. What do I do? What do I do? I'm slamming on, on my brakes. The semi's coming. I could see, I like panicked. I looked in the rearview mirror. I could see his, his grill in my rearview mirror and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know if I keep going I'm going to rear in these two cars. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm braking though. I'm braking this whole time. I'm braking and I'm going to rear in. I'm going to rear in them. I'm going to hit them. Um, or I could go left and I could get hit by this semi. I didn't know what to do. Uh, the semi, I'm telling you, in this moment, the semi veered over into the left lane. No, I, I, I know. I could hear horns going off he pulled out in front of people I know it because he he didn't think twice about it it was just kind of like a he saw he saw what was happening before I did and he moved over and I like I, I just like peeled out um it was I would say inches behind these two cars like inches and I feel like my life flashed before my eyes. I've never had an experience like that to where I, if I had made any other decision, I think I would have been dead. I I panicked. I panicked. I was crying. I like, oh my gosh. I had people honking at me, you know, telling me to go because they didn't see what had just happened. They didn't see the close call. But I'm telling you, I've never had a close call like that before. And I had never been in a situation where I was like, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Something, someone was protecting me. And in that moment, I I knew it was God. And I don't know how, but I'm telling you that it was God. And, and I was being protected. And there's no other, there's no other reason. Like, in that reason, or in, in that situation, it, it all clicked. I'm like, okay, I should have been dead. Uh, clearly, he's protecting me for some other purpose and I knew that that if I <clears throat> didn't change my life and, and change my path then that I wasn't in control that he could have he could have just let me go because I was worthless to him right and like does God want me to die no but if I'm not choosing his his way of life if I'm not seeking God and and talking about him and and learning about him and living a godly life then why should he let me live why should he protect me and that's kind of how I looked at at that situation of like 
I'm not in control here. I have no control over whether I, I live or die, but I know that in that situation that he was protecting me. And I don't know why, but maybe that there's a, a bigger purpose to fill. Um, since then, since that moment, less than a year ago, I've been seeking God out. I bought my own Bible. I started a little Bible study. I have gone to church. And like, I'm really trying to change my life around. And, and because of that one moment, and that's all it took, just a wake up call. Just a wake up call. And, and, and look at how many wake up calls I've had. Look at how many situations I've been through and I didn't actively choose God. But it took me almost dying to wake up and realize, oh, I see you. I see you. I hear you. I get it. I need to pursue you because I'm not in control. You are. And whatever purpose um, you have for me, I surrender to it. And I'm, I'm listening. I'm here. What do you want me to do for you here? Like, why am I here? I'm here for you. You put me here. Um... I don't know what what you want from me. I don't know what what it is that I can do for you, but I'm listening. And basically that that situation is, has completely been the um I don't know, driver of of everything I've done in my life since then and I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm actively seeking God. I'm I'm trying to grow my faith and I'm trying to live a better life and um anything that contradicts that I I'm you know I easily cut out of my life because my focus needs to be on God and my focus needs to be on my purpose right now until I figure it out and I've done a lot of seeking you know how how God puts puts us here and and gives us different purposes whether that's service whether you know there's different things and I, I believe um I believe that's Romans like 12 or 13, um, talks about how we all have purpose and, and we all have gifts. That's what it is. Not purpose gifts. We all have gifts. And, um, I've been seeking that out and I don't really understand what my gift is. I don't really understand why I'm here. Um, but I'm here and I'm speaking and I'm, I'm trying to influence and, and empower women specifically through my trials and tribulations. And here it is, this through this podcast, so, um, I've been praying about it. I've, I've been praying about, you know, being open and, and, um, you know, what is it that God wants me to do? And, and one night I got the idea, I, I was thinking about doing this podcast, but a friend, God uses people, he speaks through people sometimes. And a friend, I went and got coffee with her and she said, you know, why don't you do a podcast? Because there's so much going on in your head. Like you always have these random topics. And I, to me, I had already been thinking about doing something like that or or making an impact in some way. And and that kind of sparked that idea. And that night I actually, I was laying in bed and I, I I had listened to a lot of podcasts and I heard an ad um, for an app that helps you create podcasts and, and so I decided to do it I laid in bed and I made my first podcast the next day I was so nervous I got cold feet and I was like no 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 I deleted it I deleted the whole thing because I was like no like this is dumb no one's gonna listen to me I'm nobody okay I have made this is my 12th podcast 
Um, I've only been doing it for a couple weeks and I have over 50 individual viewers, um, which is great. It's amazing. And just, you know, I know not everyone's gonna like this podcast and, but man, I'm just trying to show you what God does in your life when you believe and when you trust and when you pray and you ask for help. And when you turn to him every day and, and create an intimate relationship with him and, and actively seek him and the work he does in your life. And, um, I felt really guided. And when I'm unsure, I, I, I don't, I turn to God instead of other people because I know, I know that he is the person that's determining my life, not no one else. And, and, you know, um, so yeah, I just, I'd like to, to, uh, influence others to do the same. I think it's important to realize that this relationship with God is, it's about, about faith and what you can't see, what you cannot see. And, and, and so many people struggle to believe in something that they can't see with their own eyes. And, and that is faith. That is faith. Trusting, trusting that that higher power, that God is there for you always and he is and he loves you and he cares about you more than anyone i recently blocked my family out of my life um from personal reasons you know i don't know if it's forever i hope it's not but for right now it is and i love them i do but i don't always have their support and i will tell you god i have god's support and for whatever reason, I'm, sub- I'm, I'm meant to tell my story. I'm meant to talk about the things that I've been through, not f- to seek pity, but to help others. Because I know that I'm not the only one. I know that I'm not the only one going through these things. And God has helped me. God has helped me get through it all. It's so easy to feel alone. Like, you know, I feel unheard, unseen. Um, unloved but I can tell you it's 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 easy when you know God's there it's easy to be physically alone with no other person around when you know that God's with you and 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 no matter what it'll all be okay because I have this relationship with God now and I pray to God and I know that even when things go wrong I have this optimism and hope that he is there he's guiding that and even if I think things are going wrong he's guiding and redirecting my path to better things even when things are going wrong in my eyes things are actually going right and in you know a couple of days weeks months years I realize that I realize that every single time no matter no matter what I've realized that and um I, I wholeheartedly believe that the things I've, I've gone through, I was meant to go through. And no, I don't think that God wanted me to go through those things. But I, you know, I didn't believe in him at the time. I didn't. And did they break me? No, ultimately, no. None of these things have broken me yet. Yet. And I don't think they will. They've made me strong. They've made me who I am. And they've, they've given me the story to tell, the story to embrace. And, and I've, I've hid it for so long. And i I've sheltered it and I've been scared to be open about the things I've been through because I've been scared of judgment. And I'm like so ready to be proud and so ready to embrace my trials and tribulations to show people 
the things you can get through the and and how proud of yourself that you should be and that it's okay to be open and vulnerable with these things because guess what you're strong and they haven't broken you yet they haven't broken you yet they've made you strong and embracing them and talking about them and being vulnerable can only help you and help others and and there's so many girls who look up to me for whatever reason i don't know they just think that i'm cool i don't know they tell me that and i i'm open with these things that i've been through to show them why why i why i live my life on a whim why i i'm spontaneous and and why i love the feeling of of just doing things that i've never done before because of all the crap that i've been through because all the crap that i've been through i know what it's like it humbles me i know what it's like to really live i i I know what it's like to to feel like you have no one and and to think about suicide and, and to have these dark thoughts of you know if i die no one's gonna care about me and i'll tell you i've been there and that is so incorrect there's so many people that care about you and and you know wherever you are i can promise you it's hard i can promise you that that it's hard and it's difficult and it's not freaking easy but god is always there he is always there through the ups and the downs but the test is that you have to seek him and you have to choose him every single time is it a one time choice no no it's a lifelong battle and whatever things that you struggle with that's going to be a lifelong issue whether that's addiction whether that's um you know i don't know doing doing things that you know you should be doing and and you can't stop doing them it has to be a choice i'm i'm telling you i'm telling you i've been through these things and like i understand that some of it's mental and and i understand that addiction is serious and i understand it's it's real but if you seek the deeper uh problems behind that you, you you know um family issues abandonment you you kind of like broaden your perspective of your mind and and why you are the way you are and why you have addictions you're addicted to things that make you feel good because you're made to feel worthless your entire upbringing your entire childhood you weren't seen you know and and this makes you feel good finally something that that takes the pain away finally something that relieves that i get it but those things that you struggle with you have to actively make a choice to pursue God to help you pursue God because God is there always when no one else is that's all I have to say about that I don't know where that came from but you just got a whole lot of uh you just got a whole um lot of information about me that I've never shared on like publicly before so that's a first um okay the whole reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I was thinking about daughters. I was thinking about having kids. And as I was cleaning, um, you know, I, I've been so unsure if I wanted to have kids. But but I can't stop thinking about kids. And I I have these little babies. They're so adorable. Pop up on my, my social media feeds. And I just, I kind of fantasize about being a mom and... and know how much I would love to have a daughter and 
always say, even I've, I've said a lot that I don't want kids. And then when I've said I want wanted kids, I always said I wanted sons because I knew they'd grow up to be little, um, you know, rough and tough little boys. But I'll tell you, there's something about having a daughter that really, um, really hits home. And this the same woman that I began talking about, I, I was watching a YouTube video. And if I can get her or remember her name, I'll try. But um, she was talking about how God gave her a daughter. And how she was scared to death. She said, you know, I never saw myself as feminine. I always saw myself as this more masculine woman. And I was once a lesbian. And like, she's like, I don't think I'll, I'll be a good girl mom because... I don't know how to be a woman and and she's like I I'm scared I didn't have anyone to to tell me that you know you're beautiful no matter what I didn't have that validation and she said her daughter was wearing a, a princess gown and and she said mom do I look like a princess and she's like honey you're a princess no matter what you know whether you're wearing a a dress and, and looking like a princess or not like you're always going to be royalty and she's just trying to to instill this self-esteem and self-confidence into her daughter that you're loved and you're beautiful and tell her all these things that she wasn't told when she was a, a kid and she says that you know that's why God gave her a daughter was a so that she can she has that pain of what she didn't get as a child and she can change that now that she has a daughter a daughter who who wants to be girly and even though her mom doesn't really understand like she's like i don't know i'm i'm kind of boyish you know she's she said that um she's able to tell her daughter give her daughter all the things that she wasn't given and that really hit home for me thinking about having children and and a daughter specifically i was like wow you know that's so true and and so many of my friends have kind of rough chaotic upbringings and so many of them say that they don't want kids and on one hand I understand everything that's going on in the world I understand that I I do um and adoption is an amazing way to go I think that I would like to adopt but I would also like to have my own children and on the other hand, it's scary because you're scared that since you're messed up, which you aren't, but since you feel like you're messed up from your upbringing and you know that your needs weren't met, you know that there's things about your personality that, that would have been different if you would have had your needs met. And that's scary, you know, and that hits home because it's like, I don't want to... I don't want to have a daughter that feels the same way that I do. You know, I don't want a daughter who is estranged from her parents and her family and blocks them out and um, struggles to love herself and struggles with her self-esteem. And, um, you know, is chooses men who... who make her think that she's hard to love when she's not. It's so it's so easy to feel that way and 
the thing is, you're going to be an amazing mom because you're aware of that. Because that pain inside of you is the, the motivator to, to be different and to change and to meet the needs and to seek help. Go to therapy and that's the motivator. I know it's scary because I live it, okay? I'm scared too. I seek out men who don't see me, who feel make me feel that I'm unworthy or unloved. And I, I, I pursue them, I pursue them and they don't want me they like me as a friend but they they don't see me right and i have realized that that's a pattern in my life and and the people who do like me the people who are healthy and show me affection i don't want because that's uncomfortable to me that's uncomfortable because i never got that my father is not affectionate he's not verbally um validating he rarely shows his affection and like i have to make him give me a hug and when i give him a hug it's like he doesn't like to be touched okay that is is such a painful feeling as a girl you know growing up thinking that there's something wrong with you that your dad you know doesn't there's something wrong you know like why doesn't my parent love me and and I noticed a pattern in my adult life and the the reason I'm sharing this is because I think that a lot of women are like this but you need to to connect the dots here and, and have this awareness of what's actually going on and the, it's not that there's anything wrong with you and, and that it's more so that it's something that happened in your upbringing and um, that you're chasing you know people that were like your parents and and the point of you doing that subconsciously is is to make things right you know and you're getting your heart broken and you're hurting and chasing people who make you feel like you're you're not beautiful and you're unloved but the thing is you're subconsciously just trying to fix the problem of your parent right you're trying to fix the parent that you you know had and that's ultimately what's going on in the psyche but moving forward to, to having a child, you you fear that since no one loves you, you know, and like you fear that since you chase these men and you have all these feelings of being unloved and unworthy, that you're going to pass that on and that there's something wrong with you. And there's not there's not anything wrong with you. It's just that you didn't get your needs met and you didn't have anyone that showed you love and affection and attention the way you should have the way you deserved to be loved. And my point making this is is just to to spread awareness and to show you that you can change that and you can if you're aware of all that you can give a baby girl everything that you didn't have and you're gonna be such a giving caring compassionate kind and loving mother and don't be scared of having daughters don't be scared of having kids i just it breaks my heart because you don't see the light within yourself because no one cared and loved you like you should have been loved and that has nothing to do with you you're perfect you're amazing you're beautiful remember that it has nothing to do with you you're perfect the way you are and it's you should have been loved differently you know you should have been shown love and you should have been complimented and um held and and hugged and supported there should have been parents at all your events growing up and and 
There should have been people getting you involved in things and you should have had that. And the fact that you didn't isn't your fault. And you're going to be an amazing parent, but don't don't cut yourself out off from the opportunity of of having unconditional love from a family um just because you're scared that you're the problem because you're not I can bet you like if you just do some work and um, maybe try and go to therapy and just do some you know reflective work and realize that all your actions and your personality traits have to do with your upbringing um in the awareness of that it makes a whole hell of a difference so thanks for listening today i know that was kind of a a rant i kind of went off and and told you quite a bit um about myself that i i didn't expect or or, you know plan on telling you but for whatever reason it came out and i i really hope that that helps whoever needs to hear it um I'm, i'm pretty I try and be pretty secretive about what's happened to me and, and the things I got not really happened to me, but the things I have been through, you know, and just know that no matter what you've been through, you're not alone. And I know this is, I don't want to be invalidating saying this, that, but I just want to point out that from my personal experience, there is a lesson and the lesson is, is there may not always be like, I learned from this lesson, but the lesson from some of my situations are that I am strong. (laughs) The lesson is that I can get through anything. Okay. The lesson is that I will not be broken. I will not be defeated. And no matter what problems life throws at me, I know that God has my back and I seek him out and I have created this relationship with him because of that because he's never allowed me to to be you know broken but he's always been there when I needed him all right well have faith god bless um please stay tuned for my next episode